Instead of helping with the move, I watched Lee from work and Erdly, family friend and the world's smallest removal man, carry what looked like hundreds of boxes and IKEA bags full of books, trinkets and clothes into my new house. My new lodgings weren't ideal. At £750 a month, it was the cheapest room I could find in Brixton, in a house built in the Victorian era and clearly never taken care of since then. When I arrived for the view-in, it was crumbling from the outside in, with weeds and ivy creeping across the door and filling the front garden. I didn't and still don't know if some dead thing is dwelling in there, but there was definitely a smell emanating from some unknown and unseen object. When I'd stepped into the house, there was another smell that hit me, and, unsurprisingly, not a good one. Although brown, beige and outdated in design, apart from the damp patches, the kitchen seems perfectly fine, though I don't imagine I'll cook in it. And I know I can't see myself sitting on the mustard-yellow velvet sofas in the living room. Only this to go, Erdley said in a strong Yorkshire accent, that seemed incongruous to his dark brown skin and gold teeth as he thumped my mum's old dressing table along. The chipped, stained antique was the most awkward piece of furniture I'd ever owned and made moving house a bother, but I still lugged it around with me everywhere I went. I used to watch my mum getting ready in its mirror for hours. I sit on the bed behind her and stare as she took rollers out of her hair and pinned them up expertly with small, delicate hands, and I'd move even closer to watch as she applied various lotions and potions that I was too young to understand, and still don't really understand now. Erdley's bald head glistened with sweat as he put his hands on his hips and stretched from side to side. He wiped his forehead on the sleeve of his blue overalls. Just need a second. Me back feels like it's going to go. Erdley was always so cheerful, despite the extreme circumstances and short notices I threw at him. But small parts of me died every time I watched him bang that dressing table on all of the floor and wall surfaces he possibly could. Can we just get this bit over and done with, please? Lee said, running his hands through his dyed blonde hair. He looked up to the sky, extending his neck to catch the passing breeze. The sun made his green eyes glisten. My skin is the perfect colour for my foundation and if I stay out in the sun, I'll get darker. It won't match, Erdly. Okay, let's get back to it, Erdly said, stretching his wiry frame from side to side. I'm sure me back'll be fine. I left Erdly and Lee to get on with the whole bother of carrying things into the house and made my way up to the bedroom. It was darker, dimmer and smaller than I'd remembered. Patches of mould lurked in all four corners The garden-facing window was small and dirty, the carpets were cheap and beige, much like the rest of the house, and the yellow walls were stained and cracked. Three seconds later, Lee came into my bedroom while I was observing one of the many damp patches. Had they grown since I first came here? Are you going to that party tomorrow? Lee asked, reclining on a pile of boxes. Oh God, which party? I was now standing on a box to get closer to the damp patch. I couldn't retain any plans recently. James, Lee said. I stared down at him. Fran's boyfriend? Darcy's friend Fran from school? Invited us last week? Oh, I hate those parties. When Darcy first started inviting me to these parties, 
I thought it was for a social experiment or hidden camera show, like put a black person in Made in Chelsea and see what happens. But ultimately, these gatherings really are as simple as posh people and me. Nobody goes to parties because they like them, Lee said. We go because we want to either show everyone else there that we're better than them or because we want to distract ourselves. And which one are you? The former. But you, dear heart, are the latter. And you need to take your mind off Tom and this breakup. Sorry, break, whatever you're calling it. Fair, I said, immediately rummaging through bags to find something to wear. You'll be there though, right? I cringed at my neediness. I'd only been away from Tom a day. I'll see if I can pop in after Don's gig. I'm making no promises, though. I'll probably be off my face, Lee said, standing up and winking at his reflection in the smudge window.